It's the week before Operation Tilt-A-Titan, and Hutton Orbital is a hive of activity, which means people appear to be rushing this way and that, turning in circles, excreting all sorts of sticky substances, and bumping into things. Axwing have had some extensive training missions this week, which have involved dressing up someone in a Thargoid suit and then walloping them with foam sticks. Anti-Ida, or is it anti-IDA, has been seen wandering the corridors a little lost. Five people who usually aren't lost are this station's presenters. They've all made it here on time, well, mostly, have worked out the rather convoluted set of notes that the sixth member of the team left them under a packet of hobnobs and sticking to the master plan have managed to more or less read the first line on the instructions. Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone. It's me. It's my turn on the buttons. Nothing's caught fire yet, and it looks like we've got a show. Step away from the buttons. Oh, but I haven't pushed them in ages. I know, and these ones are still working, and we want to keep them that way. So, no part-timers allowed. Oh, okay. Good evening, everyone. It's me. My turn on the buttons. Nothing has caught fire yet, and it looks like we've got a show. I guess I shouldn't light these candles, then. No, unless you want to set the sprinklers off. No. Um, how many candles are there exactly? If we're talking about a hanky birthday quantity, we might want to warn the fire department. Eleven. You enjoyed that, didn't you? Are you sure I can't set fire to them? Uh, I'd rather you didn't, just in case. The show's holding together, but not sure what would happen if the fire suppression systems made the scripts all soggy. Well, it'd probably make more sense than normal. Well, let's see. Missing blue mafia causes red faces. Misunderstandings galore as Granny pops by for a visit. Too hot, too messy, week 81 update. Hudson definitely didn't stop the inauguration. Probably. 11. 11, 11, 11. The Hutton Guide to being ready for Tilt-A-Titan. And if all that wasn't enough, it's time for some BGS news. First this evening, a warning to all Hutton pilots that it is absolutely worth doing your research before attempting to show off or teach or spend some considerable time attempting something while someone else is watching. Commander Vantian, ever helpful, or so he tells us, received an incoming message from a certain Commander Watson, 
asking for a little assistance. It turns out that in an effort to be properly macho, Watson had been spending the last few years in the galaxy point-blank refusing to engineer anything on his ships. He hadn't spent sulphur on his long-range coffee machine, he hadn't gone and got a pile of composite materials to upgrade his comfy chair, and most definitely hadn't got more pew-pew in his pew for when his pew-pew was on the cards. So, our very own Vantian stepped up, fired up his onboard computer and offered to show Watson the ropes. Most of which entailed getting invitations to visit the various engineers in the galaxy. The first couple were simple. Drop a bit of cash. The workshop opened. Then it came to Liz Ryder. Distant great-granddaughter of a certain person mentioned in the Dark Wheel. And for some reason she's taken up as best buddies with the local Mafia outfit. The Euribia Blue Mafia. Who, of course, won't let you talk to Liz unless you're at least on speaking terms with them. Aha, said Vantian, sounding rather like Cecil at this point. Easy. Let's just grab a few bounties. This was his first mistake. As the Mafia own the system, uh, it's an anarchy, which means they don't care whether you're naughty or not, and indeed take pride in the lawless tag in their res sites. Having flown his carrier back some 2,000 light years for the mission and not one to waste the opportunity, Mr. 21 told Watson to stay put while he blew up a few ne'er-do-wells. Well, they might have been. I mean, after all, they were in an anarchy. And encouraged some limpet, uh, to, limpet to material action to stop off the engineering tanks. Okay, let's head out on foot for a laugh. Bound to be some missions. And at Flurble Flurble, the oddly named station in that system, they were indeed asking for a little help, targeting a rival gang from a nearby system. Quick hop in a crate to the system next door, pop open the points of interest list, and realise that there was only one settlement owned by the rival faction. Not a big problem. Only needed to apply some percussive augments to 10 of the Mafia there. Should be simple. On approach, this is where Vantian should have noticed something was a little off. It was on the dark side of the moon. And it was very dark. Lit up nicely when docking permission was granted and the two of them hopped out on foot. Did you see which way the settlement was from the pad? Well, this should have been a hint. Night vision on. The sight of a tower over the brow of the landing pad was enough to send the two of them scurrying into town, eager for discussions with the local mafia. It turns out that they'd scarpered. A lot of them. That ship which was heading for orbit as they arrived? Yes, that contained the entire Mafia gang. Knock knock on the command centre door. No one home. A quick chop chop with the arc cutter on the habitation section. Stony silence. Not wanting to waste his time, 21 came up with a cunning plan. Let's power it up. That's bound to attract some attention. So a quick moon hop back to the ship for a power regulator, another go with the arc cutter and a quick zap with the energy link and bingo, one power regulator in its housing. Um, it's not turning on. Oh bother, back in a second. One e-breach later and the base is powered up, glowing nicely and the two of them perched on top of a nearby tower awaiting the rival of the mafia. <laughs> 
won't know what hit them. But still, nothing. Aha, 21 said, getting more Cecil-like by the minute, and shot a nearby turret, which set the alarms off. But it's clearly not the kind of alarm that anyone pays any attention to. It just pay, uh, plays the Awooga waltz really loudly to no one in particular. So the two of them trudged back to the ship, fired up their console and checked on the local mafia group. A note popped up on their screen. Sorry, left the oven on, back next week, lots of love, Don gone. P.S. Don't worry about the message saying bust, it's a cash flow thing. So Watson was sent back to do courier deliveries until Liz was kind enough to talk to him and 21 was sent back to school to learn to check out missions before accepting them. Oh, and he's now wanted by the Blue Mafia, which explains why he's hiding this week. Here at Hutton, we're very aware that many of you tune into the news with only half an ear, probably like chicks while delivering mugs or gin or beam laser coloured retribution or grelics, which probably explains what happened at the orbital this week. It quickly became apparent to Leo Wolf that something had gone badly wrong with communications when the first dolphin arrived on Friday morning at Hutton. What, or more accurately, who stepped off the dolphin was accompanied by the smell of lavender, soap, the click-clack of knitting needles and a lot of blue rinse. A shipload of nanas, grannies, ladies of an older persuasion. According to the noisy, bustling one at the front of the group, they'd been invited and they were needed. Not a problem, said the arrivals desk, and put them up in some of the comfier rooms available at the orbital. Next, a Type 6 loaded to the brim with plastic weaponry of all sorts. The kind that needed vigorous arm action to pump up to the required pressure and an assortment of foam darts for the attention of Hackswing was stamped on the outside. Unsure whether they were actually dangerous or not, cargo handlers moved the crates to a nearby warehouse. Then, there was a boatload of bananas. This one was easy. As everyone knows, the apology officer uses them to measure things. Given how many there were, there must have been either a lot of things needing measured or something really big. Judging by the quantity, probably the size of a capital ship. Given that the incoming warehouse wasn't climate controlled, scrap frame shift drives for making mugs being best kept as close to absolute zero as possible, they put them in with the nanas. Finally, was a shipment of pans. Once again, the enterprising cargo handlers knew exactly what to do with these. Totally for Flossie. The only problem was, on opening the box, which was suspiciously small, the pans were tiny. Nano pans. Teeny little mini nano pans. But, not being judgmental or inquisitive sorts, they sent them to Flossie's quarters as they were clearly important hutton business. It was only when Leo started reviewing exactly why there was a group of older ladies insisting in having the crust cut off their tuna and cucumber sandwiches, the smell of overripe bananas wafting through the station, the ladies had turned the heating up, and the kitchen team complaining that the pans were no good for fried breakfast even if you were from mini Glasgow, that she put two and two together. An update edict has been issued. All commanders preparing for Tilt a Titan early next week. Would you please report to Nurse Wyeth to have eye tests and your ears washed out? Further to last week's instructions from Commander Flossie, Haxwing are to be equipped with nanites and soft anti-titan munitions. 
meet any listed musicians. <laughs> any jokes? Any jokes found bringing nanas? Any jokers found bringing nanas? Nanas, Nerf guns, or nanopans to the orbital will be sent to the naughty step, which this week will be located in the vicinity of the Thargoid warfront. Anyone found attempting to transport anyone's granny to the front to the warfront will get a very stern look. Week 81 of too, he- too Hot, Too Messy saw commanders collectively pass 121,000 deliveries. Numbers were slightly down, but still above 1,000 deliveries in the week, and this was enough for the four-week average to rise to a, a notch crotchet above 1,000 for the first time in a month. Grandpa, what did you do in Too Hot, Too Messy? Congratulations go to Commander Nem, who became the third commander to pass 10,000 deliveries. It's about time you gave that good-for-nothing Ed Hunter a kick in the flight seat and told him to get some mugs delivered. Well, you should be able to get a parking space since it looks like as though no one has made a hut and run in the last seven days. Bring Freddo's nuclear fuel, toilet paper and a pint of milk, will you? Far be it from us here at Hutton to indulge in wild speculation more than three weeks in a row. But luckily, in terms of this particular article, it's only been a couple of weeks so far. As part of the joint investigation by Hutton Orbital and the Galnet News Digest, we've been digging into the ongoing crisis over in Rhea. With the news in recent days that the inauguration of President Winters has been indefinitely postponed, we've been asking the question, is there more behind the postponement than an unfortunate disaster on an epic scale? So I went to investigate. I'm now here at Federation HQ over in Sol System, and it's a bit chaotic. All of the functionaries arriving to assist President Winters have been told they can't unpack their boxes, as the previous residents haven't packed theirs yet as the, organ- as the inauguration is off. I have, however, found someone to ask. Hello? Uh, you're with the uh, the Hudson Bureau. Mind if I ask you a few questions? Who let you in here? Press pass. What no little? Is it true that Hudson's government has benefited from the delay in incoming President Winter's inauguration? Not at all. President Hudson stands ready to support his colleagues at this difficult time and will, out of a sense of duty, carry on the duties of government as long as is necessary. There's speculation that uh, President Hudson personally funded a number of of secret weapons projects of seismic proportions. We don't comment on speculation about classified government projects or the private investments of the President. But, But if they did exist, and speculation is rife about this one, and they did happen to involve giant resonant machines placed over fault lines, the President would benefit from such things? That's speculation. Humorous. We understand that in recent months, both the head of the Special Projects Division and Mad Magnus Cracker, the government's top seismologist, both visited Rhea. Look, matey, We don't like what you're insinuating here and no such people are listed in official roles for this government. 
sorry, not insinuating anything. Hang on, just noting something. Mad scientists don't hold official roles. That's not what I said. I'd like to see that press pass again, please. Hmm, sure, here. This says, second form 50 metre swimming certificate. Oh, does it? Oh, my mistake. Terribly sorry about that. Look, we can't have random strangers telling everyone that there are secret plans to disrupt the peaceful handover of power to a new president now, can we? Especially when there aren't. Guards, arrest this person. You all heard that. He's trying to suppress the press. He says we can't tell anyone. It was at that point that my signal cut off and I was um, forcibly ejected from the system. So you heard us here first. President Hudson's office have flatly denied that there were secret plans to disrupt the peaceful handover of power and that mad scientists don't hold official roles in their government. We approached President Winter's office for comment, but it was still occupied by Hudson's staff and they uh, hung up on us. Mark our words. Hudson's behind this and we don't expect to see him handing over the reins anytime soon. In happier news, we all like a good celebration, our sister station, Lave Radio, has turned 11 this week. 11 years, imagine it. 11! Filled with a mixture of chit-chat, music, a bit more chit-chat, discussion, wild speculation, and interviews for the last 11 years, we here at Hutton would like to wish them all a very happy birthday. Over the years, they've seen spinning sidewinders, the coming and going of presenters and producers. They've seen Edelweiss, Edelweiss, no relation to Eddie Lee Wise and Sons plus his daughters, also of Lave Station, bravely holding the fort with a motley crew of presenters. They've seen off attacks by the Alliance for control of the station and systems, and much, much more. They're all, they've also meant, they've also meant that we can stay very silly, because they cover all of the serious stuff. So. Keep up the good work, Live Radio, every Tuesday night, around the same time as this show's on. That's 8.30-ish. And before we go into the BGS roundup from Wankare, a gentle reminder, by this time next week, Operation Tilt to Titan will have commenced. Which means that either A, it will all have gone a little bit HIP 22460 and everything will be on fire, broken, covered in green goo or have a magic smoke pouring out of it. You know the kind. The magic smoke that can't be put back in again and signals things going pear-shaped. Or B. Galactic forums will be rife with people upset that their playmates, the Thargoids, have gone home with their abdomens between their legs in a sulk and aren't being allowed to play anymore. Or, I'll be introducing a CG to deliver sticky plasters, soothing words like there, there, and most probably other stuff to one of or other side. Or maybe all three. However, being Hutton truckers and given that it's, there's likely to be a shipwide system update sometime early in the week, we have prepared a survival guide for that short period when your ship becomes unavailable. A. The servers are going to go offline. Everyone will be grounded temporarily. 
Take the time to shut down your computer, remove all the dust from the inside, evict the spiders, tidy your cables. Nothing like kicking out the USB connector for your flight stick whilst being interdicted to ruin your day. Go outdoors! Listen to The Escape Velocity by Chris Jarvis. Catch up on past episodes of Hutton Orbital News at media.forthemug.com. 2. Back up your bindings. Trust us on this. 3. Step away from the F5 key. The update is likely to take hours. Those nannies, nanas, pans, nerf guns and nanites take a while to bring online. When the servers come back up again, every pilot in the galaxy is going to attempt to mash the download button at once. It will go slowly, other than for a happy few. See item 1. More escape velocity. 5. The patch notes. Go and read them. Avoid the temptation to ask the question, but what about XXXX when XXXX isn't in the patch notes? If it isn't in them, it isn't coming, no matter how hard you wish upon a star. Someone will post, OMG, what about XXXX on the forums? Airlock worthy. Er, F? (laughs) You did remember to pack up your bindings, didn't you? Five, uh, six, sorry. Once the download has happened, make yourself a nice cup of tea in your Hutton mug. Everyone else will have just attempted to log in. The poor servers will be feeling a bit stressed. Some fool will put up a post saying, OMG, untested, so many bugs, crashed. They didn't read this notice. They're silly. Seven. At some point, the adjudicator, he's a scary person, and his partner, the authenticator, she's mean, will settle down. Things will get back to normal. 8. Bindings 9. There isn't a 9. Maybe keep an eye on the patch notes. 10. Familiarise yourself with how Hutton approaches bugs. Camera deployed, notepaper handy, and the bug reporting system on speed dial. Someone will put up a forum post. OMG, untested, so many bugs, crashed. And yes, they're still silly. Uh, 11? Those bindings you backed up. By this point, you'll either know you didn't need them, or be seriously grateful you did especially when you deploy hard points near a titan and realise you've just ejected all your nanite-infused mega-missiles. Things are going through somewhat of a... What do you mean I've missed Pancake Day? It's still February, isn't it? Vibe in Hutton Space this week. Six systems are on Alvin's report and only one system needs a bit of help. More on those stories coming up. Finally, 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 we have a new holder of the wooden spoon, but not for the reason you'd expect. Last week's fifth lowest system, Hard to Move Epsilon India, lost just two points, falling to 34, which was enough to secure the basement spot. 
There's an outbreak pending in Hutton's most populous system, so stock up on meds and pre-position your fleet carriers in orbit to deliver supplies once the R number gets above zero. Next slide, uh, system please. Narnia gained a point, rising to 35. There's no particular threat, but turbulence amongst the other factions have seen a rise at our expense. Feel free to boost Hutton's influence. Usually hovering in the low 40s, Kakaria suffered a decline in the last week and a half, leaving it sharing a perch with Narnia on 35. A civil war is locking up a fifth of influence, and we should see a rebound on the conclusion of that. Fourth worst is longtime holder of the wooden spoon, Ross 671, which unexpectedly left behind the 20s to almost reach 40 before falling back and settling on 36. Last week's pending outbreak is in full swing, so ship in meds to relieve the misery. Lastly, Barnard Star and Stein 2051 each have a cheek planted on the same naughty step on 37. The infrastructure failures in Trepin, Y0855-0714 and 36 Ofiuki, were all fixed in the week, so they should all fail at the same time again in a couple of months. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have just two systems above 60%, and last week we expanded to Ass Garage. No, not Ass Farage, that's something else. This is clearly where someone parks one's ass. Perhaps they should have called it chair. Priorities this week are if you want to chuck something, relieve the outbreak in Epsilon Indy, and boost Narenses. Well, I mean, we're not doing bad. We've only got two buttons not working. <laughs> <laughs> who stole all the seams? Of we've three. moved to a new studio. We've got a new button pusher. And who stole all the seams? I was going to say, is one of those buttons that's not working the record button? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the stream button. Nobody's listening. Ah, nobody's listening anyway. That's every week. Oh, God. Yeah, fair point. Well, we have buttons. Some will work. Some might not. But yeah, we're going to... you know. You know, we're gonna we're gonna try. But the important thing is we have a birthday this week. In fact, no, two birthdays. Two birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. So do we sing it twice or do we sing it once? And the fire suppression system cope. Let's let's sing it just the once, but put all of our effort put the effort of two songs into it. How's that? that sounds so, so you're saying sing it to two different pitches and two different frequencies for ourselves as we go. Yeah. As usual. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, yeah. I didn't <laughs> realise we were didn't realise we were cutting it down to two pitches and two frequencies this week. Of course, that is if the happy birthday song button works. Yeah. Who are we singing to then? We've well, got we, radio who are eleven. Yes. It's Hanky. Yeah, how, how old are they? And Hanky. Yeah. Sixty. Is he? A, is he's a big sixty? Right. Okay. Yeah, so Hanky's sixty. One. How old's Live Radio? Eleven. I'm sorry. How old? Eleven. Eleven. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not quite catching it. <laughs> Ten and four quarters. Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. So, are we ready? Yes. <coughs> As we'll ever be. Me, 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 me. Him, 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 him. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, that'll that that make us both feel appreciated and loved. Yeah, yeah. They won't be worrying about how old they are now, will they? <laughs> no, just just the bleeding from the ears. Bleeding from the ears will cover that, yeah. Yeah, it's fine at their age. And the button works. Not that it matters because we couldn't hear the song Woo! over all of us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never can. But it works. That's because we were all so fabulous and belted that out. But it mm. gives us a good intro. Yes. Um... Are we are we gonna stick to the script or are we just gonna like nah, do random bits? When do we ever sit, stick to the script? There's a script. <laughs> Did we have a front, frontier live stream? Nah, don't be daft. Right, oh, one. Done that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, do, do we know when the next frontier live stream is? Well, we think it's rumored. It's strongly rumored that it's next week on Who, Wednesday. On Wednesday. It, Who's been spreading it, that, these rumors? Uh, frontier. Oh, that is a strong rumour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is, that is, is, that is, is a rumour, then. Is this like the jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, and never jam today rumour? That's speculation. Oh, I sorry, can't. I didn't mean to speculate. That's, that's expectoration. <coughs> <coughs> so, yes. um, yeah. So, next so, Wednesday, and... That would and, be two in a row. And, uh, well, it dun, would, dun, but they are, they are monthly, so don't hold your breath. Yeah. Um... And on Monday, <gasps> as far as Monday. we know, we can't confirm nor deny, but we can only speculate um, that we're getting an update find, 18. Unless think any... find speculation is Lady Radio's job. <laughs> yes. Uh, we think, we, we are led to believe that update yes. 18 is is going to be released on Monday because that's the last nice. we heard four weeks ago. Yes. Yes. So and they've said nothing against that since. So. No, that's right. Yep. Until we're told different. <laughs> Mind you, they'll still be at work tomorrow, so you know. Mm, yeah, they've, they've got all day tomorrow. Yep. So yep. does anybody remember what was in it? Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, Tom Tom yeah. Tom Kuehl said before he left on Twitter that it was the coolest thing he'd ever seen. Um. And he was very, very happy and very proud to have worked on it, whatever it is. So no, is we don't that specifically know. Specifically, patch eighteen. It, it does. I think the tweet does say eighteen. I think he said something like there was something that he'd written that was in it that was going to be amazing, but we'd all have to wait till patch eighteen to see what it was. Correct. Correct. Yes, the tweet is on the forums. If you really want to go, just search on the forums for yeah. update eighteen. And it's right there. Yeah, there's that. Supposedly, there's a whole. The whole Titan thing, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shooting the flower yeah. people. All yeah. the nanas and nananas. Yeah. It sounds a bit like when you attack uh, capital ships, you've got to take out the, the kind of heat sink things, isn't it? The heat management or something. Mm-hmm. And then they retreat. Yep. But it sounds very much like that. I'm normally dead by that point, I don't know. Yeah. Or any space confetti. Yes. <laughs> From Stardust you came into Stardust you shall return. That's right. I just borrowed all this stuff for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have made a new button especially for Space News and I have work. never Ooh. pressed it. 
Step, stand back, everybody. It's time. I know, right? Are you ready? Let's see if this yes, works. No. Stand back. Okay, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. Perfectly. It was a romantic climax. No, it, I was expecting it um, not to work. I meant to have a slideshow up as Space News Pictures. Oh, not for 28 ah. seconds. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I think that was the. Okay, oh, so hold on. Let me try this again. It's alright, we can do the Space News without. There we go. That is combat lock. Yeah. Yeah. And and let's face it, we can never get enough of that song. Yes. Yes. That that's it's very Die. good. It's a very catchy it's a very catchy tune. <laughs> So, so, what's what's up first? Well, we still have no word from Voyager One. We think we think it's had Sad. it. Very think quiet. It's, we think it's broke. Um, but looking into the story, I did find a very cool graphic. Which, uh, if you if you kill the see the X, at the top of the screen. Yep. Yeah, click the X. I'll get rid of all that crap on the left. Oh, there you go. Look at this. And now, if you zoom out a little bit, if you roll your mouse button back. It just makes yeah. Voyager smaller. All right, click on solar system at the bottom. Okay. There we go. Traveling to and the solar system. Now it, it should make... There you go. You've got control of the whole... There it is. If you zoom out, you can see... <laughs> you have control of the whole system. Wow. Do you control Voyager now? This is like the golden shot, if anybody... You know, you know, almost too <laughs> yeah. Left a bit, right a bit, down a bit. Oh, my God. Fire. This is so cool. <laughs> oh, wow. This this Hellbot. If you if you come out a little... There you go. You can see Voyager 1 there, and you can spin it around left and right. Spin oh it around left God. and right. Mainly you have to grab the screen and move it left and there you go. Look you at that. See where everything is. Including... Well, there's the They've started putting Eris on the map now. Yep. Well, it's it's it gives you some context here. So, and you can see all the various new problems. You zoom out just a tiny I, bit. I can't. It's all moving there too fast. Go. I can't see New Horizons. So well, Voyager One, Voyager Two, there. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. a really that's on NASA's uh, JPL. Voyager page if anybody wants to play around with that. That see. is so cool. It's good I didn't realise Pioneer 11 was still going. It's nearly as far out as Voyager 1. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, they, they Pioneer went, 10 they is first. well out there. They, yeah. they went out first. Oh yeah, Pioneer 10 is off on a tangent of yeah. its own. Wow. The Pioneer 10 is on its own. It's <clears throat> Whereas the other four all went in, not in the same direction, but all the same half of the yeah. System. So I they take used it that, a similar it alignment that, for gravity assists, didn't they? Yeah. 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 I take it then that pioneers don't have messages for the aliens or aren't beaming anything back anymore. That they're just, they're just. No, they 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 are no junk. longer alive, unfortunately. Yeah. That wow, is very cool. this is very cool. I could spend far the other as well. I could spend hours fiddling with this. There's the Parker Solar Probe, writing by Mercury. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last time we heard from Pioneer 10 was over 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's been busy. 
<laughs> oh, and if you click if you click on anything, it tells you a little blurb about it. Yeah. With pictures. Ooh, super cool. Nice. So it's we can uh, we can post oh, the, we can put the link for that if people want to uh, look at that. Not now. Are you, not now. Are you clicking on moons? You're watching the show now. But if you click on that link that I've just popped into the chat, that, that is very that's clever. Where it is. I love I love Hail Bop. That I remember seeing that comet. I always think it mm. Bop. Mm. <laughs> um, that, was, that was something else. It was anyway, kind of, it's kind of like the highlight of my. Was um, Bob no the one with the the whole? Sorry. Yeah, you could see it. it. You know, yeah, it, naked eye visible, very clear yeah. in the sky. Very clear. It had a massive tail. It was just stunning. Um, I'll never forget Statistic- it. Statistically, we're overdue another one of at least that brightness, given how mm. often they tend to turn up. They just mm-hmm. keep fizzling out and not doing anything, the ones that get in close. So. Like number 18 buses. Yeah. yeah. Was Hillbop not the one that the, the cult decided that we're going to hitch a lift on? <laughs> Good luck with Possibly. That, right? uh, no, it was very bad luck for them eventually. They, they... It was good luck for the comet, though, because they didn't get aboard. Yeah, they didn't get aboard, but they, they thought they by taking poison and killing themselves that they would then be transported on. They would free the spirits to be transported on to this, the only... what they reckoned was a spaceship. The only problem yeah. with Hail Bop is it's got a period of 2,400 years, so... Yeah. Yeah. So... So I'll have to wait for it to come around again. Won't, won't be seeing that again. Maybe maybe John Collins will. <laughs> and this is actually real time, so they're moving. Yes. Yes. That is so cool. Yeah. But the distances are so big, you probably won't see them moving. <laughs> it's still cool. I mean, if, oh, you, yeah. if you went into your... Oh, wow. Hold on. Let's go back to the solar system. I'm messing around with buttons here. Um, so if you actually like sat and looked close enough to like Earth, I'm oh, guessing. Yeah. Hmm. Can you zoom you'd, in on you'd, Earth? You'd, you'd see an appreciable movement in Mercury in the course of a day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Isn't that pretty? Hmm. Did Mercury's orbit? Oh, Mercury's orbit's only something like oh, eighty-five days, isn't it? I can see my house yeah. from here. Eighty-eight, I think. Eighty-eight days, yeah. And the what's, moon's is twenty-seven point Oh, imaging X-ray pol- uh, polarimetry explorer. That's cool. Yes. Yes. That looks like I can see Central America. And then you got SWAT down there. Landsat nine. Yeah. That looks like Cuba. Hours and Caribbean. hours of... Then you get the Pacific. If I you could get uh, lost in this. Yeah, yeah, we're in darkness, so it's probably... Yeah. If, yeah, it's oh, it'll be real time. Yeah. Oh, but and if it's you, lit up. If you, yep. cu- if you come out of that Hubble? page further up, the, further up the page, there's all kinds of stuff about uh, voyagers, the, the two Voyager probes, where, where, you know, how far away they are, how fast they're we going. We don't care about information. We've got a toy to play with. We're <laughs> playing with right, the... Sorry, I, I w- Voyager I wish one. I hadn't shown you now. <laughs> Let's have a spacecraft view. Oh, look at that. Pretty pretty. Ooh. Oh, can you find? Is it? Is Voyager one with the one with the gold? There it is. Yeah. Oh look. Yeah, both, they both got the gold disc on them. Yeah. And do we you, actually have a close up. Yeah. Oh, no nudes, please. Yeah. See if it says V'ger yet. <laughs> V'ger. <laughs> uh, That's very good. Uh, well, you can also do this in Elite. You can. Yep. 
if you it find does, it. It does not say V'ger, but it does have the gold record, so, you know, bonus points yeah. for that. And it's even got some of the little diagram things on it, so... Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't forget, half of most of that stuff doesn't work. No, true. In fact, if you, if you come out and go to the page, it tells you which systems still work on the two... There's only one system different on the two Voyagers, which... Because most, most of the optics and cameras, they powered down. Sorry, you do you, you want me to leave this fun well, little... Well, I, I, I know we could spend the rest of the show all night <laughs> and probably most of tomorrow morning looking at this, but... Uh, Sounds yeah. good to me. I know what I'm doing at what Well, tomorrow? I've got nothing else to do, so... <laughs> you know, it says scientists think it will reach the inner edge of the Oort cloud in 300 years. Yay! Yeah. Mm. Um, the inner Oort. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It'll be going through, I think, off Yuki's. And then it'll uh, get through the outer port. So, I mean, I know what an orc cloud is, but there might, many people listening might not. So, Chicks, do you want to do the honours? <laughs> <laughs> I want an orc cloud, but there is, other people might not. So, tell me what, what <laughs> so it's, it's a cloud It's a cloud of debris around our, well, it's, our it's system. It's a, cloud, it's a it, cloud made up mainly of orcs. Orcs. Yes. <laughs> and nanos. <laughs> Yeah, it's all it's all the crap that got swept out and didn't actually get included in the planetary yeah. stuff and the yeah. comets yeah. and stuff. It sits outside the uh, Kuiper Belt. A long, long way outside yes. the Kuiper Belt. Yeah. Ice and rocks. And there's, a, there's a few big things out there, but yeah. not much. Yeah. And, they, and they're not very big, big things. They're like yeah. asteroid signs and, and shopping trolleys. Once you get out past the Kuiper Belt, there's um, very, very large amounts of empty space and just the occasional odd frozen rock or frozen iceberg. That's why it's they, called space. Yeah. They mm. think it's probably where most comets come from. Mm-hmm. But it's still hypothetical, theoretical. Nobody's ever really seen it. It just seems to be probably the case. It's one of yeah. them. Yes. But it, it, it's another one that's really disappointing. It's not like you see proper asteroid belts when you watch your sci-fi movies where there's no. rocks everywhere. It's millions hundreds of millions of miles from one rock to the yeah. next. They're so far away you can't see one from the other. Mm. Which is probably why they never really formed into a planet or anything. Because you know, they, be. they never drifted. Because usually what happens is the bits drift together and get smashed together. And then more bits get thrown in and as it gets bigger it draws more stuff in. But, but don't forget the force between them is one over R squared. So Yeah. But the force that surrounds us and binds us all together. No, yes. that's duct tape. One over us. Oh, you can't quite see the love heart on Pluto. Oh, oh. It's covered oh, up by it's, the yeah, dark. It's, it's, it's nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. It's, got, it's got a little love heart on it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the back end is still a bit blurry because it never really took a photo of the back end, did it? <laughs> it did, but it was dark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you think about it. So it that, was dark that, enough on the front of Pluto. That little curve you see there, that white patch, that yeah. is the right-hand side, I think, of the love heart. Yeah. 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 And that's that's one of the things that they said is because Pluto's smooth, they expected it to be just pitted with craters and just be a rock. But what they're saying is because it's smooth, this ice must be getting turned over. Well, there's only bits and, of it that are smooth. It's uh, Sputnik yeah. Planeta. But there shouldn't is, be uh, any bits. Yeah. Sputnik yeah. No. So they reckon it's probably some kind of internal heating. Or some, you know, probably it's... caused by uh, Karen. Or Sharon, or whatever you meant, however you meant to pronounce or, it now. Or very radioactive materials which are producing mm-hmm. heat. Well, um, it's, it's, it's I, got, I got to admit, I'm really liking the little blurb they add. 
you know, the length hmm. of the year, the distance from the sun, where their name yep. comes from, how many moons. The fact it's not a planet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Once Poor considered thing. the ninth planet. Bless. Still considered the ninth planet in some circles. <laughs> well, yeah, it was rejected, wasn't it? Mind I, I, you, some of the things that are floating about are actually bigger than it, that are moons and, and stuff like that. Mm. You I, go, I, I could try and... You think I should be able to con the audience that we're spinning this out, waiting for the other, the second um, space news story? Oh, news um, to, a, to actually land on the bloody moon, but uh, yeah. got two, two, <laughs> two and a quarter hours though. I don't think we'll be able to spin it that long. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, mean, I think Amelia's got it covered. We're working on it. I mean, we've got. Plenty Sorry, of I'll, 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 I'll get out of this, Ooh. and you can continue. No, before your, you do, before you do, hmm? can you pop into one of the uh, the big planets, Jupiter or Saturn, and see if it's got all the moons? Uh, yeah, sure. Hold on. Um, Jupiter or Saturn? Which one? Yes. Go for Jupiter. Jupiter. So there's Io. There's Ganymede. <clears throat> Let me zoom out a little bit. Europa. Callisto. Io's casting a shadow on the front surface. Juno. Do you think NASA asked uh, Frontier how to do it? Uh, I think I it's only got the big ones. Know. I think it's only yeah. got the big ones. Yeah. What the four Galileans? Hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yes. Sorry. Thank you for checking. Hours of fun for all the family. It, it really mm. is. You could spend hours on that, just having fun and and learning. What, what, Science. What do you think I spent all afternoon doing? If you scroll, if you scroll up the page, yes, um, higher up the void, you know, that's it. Do you want the diagram? Well, what, what I was going to say is, you can see which of the original systems are still powered. So there's only one different between Voyager One and Voyager Two there. Um, and if you go right the way up, you've you've got a real time speed distance from the sun. Oh, there it is. Oh wow! There you go. It, Mission time elapsed. 46 years. Half <laughs> the people months, watching... 17 the, days. Some, some of the people in the studio aren't even 46. He speculated wildly. Wow. <laughs> that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How far away it is. How fast it's going. That's such a cool website. Um, fun thing. Well, it's, it's NASA. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, normally you have to dig through NASA to find little gems well, like did. this. I did when I finally got to this. Because <laughs> NASA's big. He dug through all the crap, so we didn't yeah, have to. That's Aww. right. Well done. That's nice. But, that's cool. Well, that's good. <clears throat> I, remember, I actually remember them launching. I remember them launching, yeah. Uh, I don't because I was not quite, quite born yet. Yeah, you went, you went at the... Um... You went at the planning stage. I was you almost. Mean, you were <laughs> almost. Yes. You were still in liquid form. Um, oh! <laughs> you mean you oh. weren't? You weren't around for the moon landings, really? I no, I wasn't. Sandrine was. I was. Sandrine was as well. I was technically yeah. around for the last of them, but um, I yeah. wasn't even out oh. of nappies. See, and that was a legitimate time to not be out neither, of nappies. I wasn't twenty-three or anything. Flossie, well, yeah, Flossie, Flossie, we're dealing with, we're working with mere babes. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Flossie can remember when the internet was still in black and white. 
<laughs> well, I can. Actually, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it's still in black and white up in Scotland. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Yeah, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was born while there were moon landings happening, but I, I was too, too weak to see them. I, I watched I, it. I remember um, watching it. Yeah, my granddad's. The night before I went out on a hike with the guides. <laughs> we didn't, didn't walk very far. We were all too tired. <laughs> um, who, who wants to talk about the next thing to land on the moon? Well, the next thing to land on the moon? Mm. Uh, there you go. Next story there. It's happening right mm-hmm. now. No, it's not. Well, not for a couple of hours yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You have to lead into that by going, I mean, I know what the next thing to land on the moon is, but let's ask. Someone else, you know. Yeah, let's ask Mia about it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the Intuitive Machines American company set for moon landing attempt. Is that the thing yeah, you it's, mean? It's, it's the... That's the headline, one. anyway. Could, could, you make it, could you make it it's, sound any less exciting? Smooth. It's the Very second smooth. one in a month that's going to be the first private company to land on the moon. Well, yeah. Although the... the, the, the the one a month ago, we didn't quite make it out of low Earth orbit. So um, well, it's it the first the one, potentially. Space junk. Yeah, well, this one. No, the last no, no, one. no, no. The old one is in space junk. They uh, brought us back into the Pacific Wednesday, I think. Now we have Fun to. Be, now. You have to be quite specific about this one as well. It's the first private company to land mm. on the moon, so that doesn't include Wallace and Gromit. Yes, because they were an individual. Yeah, yet. they were individuals. It's, they hadn't yeah. formed. They hadn't yeah, formed any right. companies yet. If if they manage to get down. In one piece, without it being a rapid, unscheduled disassembly due to velocity, then they will be, as you say, the first private company to put something on the moon. Mind you, you, cool. you, you say in one piece, it actually gets to the moon in two pieces because oh, yeah. it baths off a camera. Good point. About 100 feet from landing, so the camera can take a selfie of it landing yeah, on the, the moon. Yeah, the Chinese have really started the trend with that, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> It was Japanese, really, it? really good one. idea of a trend. I love it, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how come you can see that Japanese one that face planted them in. I don't think that's what they had in mind when they set the camera. They're like, oh, 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 no. So it should land. Uh, well, I knew David's not here, as so I was going to say it should land like, at the end of the show, but David isn't here, so no. you might. Yeah, we'll it. probably just be off here by the time. Yeah, about eleven thirty UK time yeah. is the estimate. So maybe an hour after we finish, maybe an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. At this rate, it'll be half an hour. Oh, at this rate, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We go to the next news story then. Is uh, the one we can do? Right. Next news yeah, story. The... Oh, it's the Grudian. Sorry about the spelling errors in this. They weren't us. Yes. Do you want to spend a year in a tin box smelling of other, smelling other people's farts? Do we have just a mission for you? NASA seeks volunteers to simulate Mars mission. A four-person crew will inhabit a 3D-printed replica of the Red Planet to help develop and evaluate systems for missions slated in the 2030s. Now, first of all, a 3D-printed replica of Mars, they could just get out in the garden and get some boulders. Is what I'm thinking, because I'm looking at a picture of it now, and I can see a hill, which we have. You don't need to 3D print that. And a yeah, but it's a wide, shit. flat hill. Yeah. yeah it's, it's only 2D. It's against the wall. 
Uh, and a shitload, <laughs> a shitload of rocks, which also don't need to be 3D printed. We have those on Earth. Um, yeah, we've got but, lots of rockeries, but we've got shrubberies. This has nothing to do with this uh, thing, but do you know they started 3D printing houses now with cement? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aye, that makes sense. Um, Sorry, on continue. Mars. On Mars. Yeah, they're going to use that technology on Mars. They're going to get it to build... If they can yeah. get it to make its own cement, they'll get it. To, you know, they'll get them to start trying to get to work with regolith on the moon. Uh, it's yeah. going to be bloody hard to get a ready mix truck up there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, funnily, funnily enough, blood is one of the things they're looking at using to bind the regolith together. Oh. <laughs> there are there are other bodily fluids that work as well. Apparently, yes. <laughs> I'll leave the rest to your imagination and your own yes. research. Um, so yeah, they're looking for people to spend a year living on Mars or three D printed Mars. Um, and it's going to be at the Johnson Space Center in Houston as part of NASA's CHAPIA uh, crew, health so and, NASA. crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog Program why did they put analog on the end? because it's not it, real because otherwise it would be cheap uh, <laughs> so they want to use it obviously they want to use it to test the systems and things that they'll use on Mars and you know that kind of thing so yeah it says uh, used by the first generation of astronauts to visit Mars on missions ambitiously slated for the 2030s. I'm going, that's an understatement. Um, so they're going to be living in a 1,700-square-foot habitat. I don't really know how big 1,700-square-foot is. Uh, how big that in bananas? Oh, it's some. It's definitely some. Many, even. Well, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty small. It's the size of yeah. my flat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're calling it's, it, you know, they're calling in the region Mars, of 15 to 20 square metres. Yeah, they're calling it Mars Dune Alpha, which will simulate the challenges of a Mars mission. I'm assuming then that they're no, thinking of building... No, there. 150. Still, I'm assuming, positives, sorry. yeah. Yeah. You get a year of isolation. Yeah. You get a year away from most other people. I mean, there'll be some, there'll be another three people with you. With uh, lots of scientists shoving probes where probes should never go well, before. It sounds. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something that people living in the UK would be completely okay with. You know what I mean? The resource limitations, equipment failures, communication delays, and other environmental stressors. But that's, that's, that's every day for oh, us. That's day to day, isn't it? Yeah, it's Brexit. That's what it, it is. It sounds too much like sailing around the world to me. Yeah, but drier, with fewer waves, and yeah. probably less gin. And they're going to pay you for it. But they never said how much they're going to pay you. Uh, Right mix of candidates. Not enough. So, to apply, you must have a university degree in engineering, mathematics, or biological, physical, or computer science. And subsequent experience in those fields or 1,000 hours as a pilot. Oh, fuck. Go for the easy one. 1,000 hours as a pilot. (laughs) Um, You also have to write, here we go, you also have to be healthy. Non-smoking, U.S. citizen or permanent resident, age thirty-five to fifty-five. I'm going to ah. I'm going to be generous oh, and say that they, they've the just missed you in that one. Yeah, you should have. A, this is this will rule you as well. A strong desire for unique, rewarding adventures and interest in contributing to NASA's work to prepare hey. for the first human journey in Mars. Shit, I've just realised Donald Trump's too old. We can't send him. Yeah, can't send. <laughs> uh, you can send them. Um, it's healthy. Anyway, he's already the wrong colour. It's red, not orange. <laughs> apparently this is going to be the second mission. They've already got a mission going just now. When are they to it? Uh, 
August or June, no, August the first lot. Oh, you wouldn't want to be the second lot going into that environment, would you? It's going to be stinking. Mm. It's going to be honking. <laughs> oh, God. When you saw the people coming out of it. You know what I mean? they've, they've got showers. Yeah, water. but... They're allowed to wash, you know. Remember earlier when we talked about equipment failures and environmental stressors? I love the yeah. bit at the end of The Martian where they finally get... I don't know... Any spoilers, if anybody hasn't seen The Martian, stop listening now. But at the end of the film where they get Watney into the spaceship. Mm. And it, it, it doesn't work that well on the film. It certainly doesn't work as well as it does in the book. But they, as they take off his helmet, they sort of recoil... And he thinks yeah. he's a, like a horrible injury to his face, but it's like the stink. Yeah. Because <laughs> he hasn't had a shower in a year. Yeah. <laughs> like in two years. Uh, you can only do so much with a wet wipe. <laughs> he laughs so much. As well. yeah. mm. There we go. So yeah, so that's it. If you want to go and let, pretend to live in Mars for a year, <clears throat> NASA will pay you, but you have to be a bit special. Of course, no, you, you can't be British. It. And you, you, have to have, you have to have qualifications. You, can, you yeah. can be British, but you also need to be American. Uh, yeah, you just need to be staying in America permanently. You, yeah. you have to have um, a specific age bracket. Yeah. Just too old. I'm just, yeah. Oh, no, I'm still, I can still have a go. All I need to do is get a university degree in two years. In engineering. Yeah. Oh, engineering <laughs> or maths or... <laughs> A physical science or yeah, computer science. Yeah, because uh, that's mind. an easy thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll lend you mine. Or a, th- or a thousand oh, computer hours. science is a piece of cake. A thousand hours is a pilot. I just need to it's really six, fucking hammer the six working months. Months. Come on, you must have... six working months. You've got 10,000 hours in game. How much do they want? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, need to see, I'll need to see... Do you know what? If you, yeah, if well, most extend, of that was in the bar, chicks. Mm, they could extend that to cover something like media studies. I could probably do it in a, a week. <laughs> so you've got 10,000 hours in Elite Dangerous. What did you spend that doing? You're nicking stuff from bases. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did you spend that doing? Delivering mugs. Yeah. Yeah. What did you spend your time in Elite Dangerous doing? Well, uh, I, went, I went to the other side of the galaxy and I came back... Uh, I, put the, I put a big battery into your, into your base and it worked. Yeah. Slotted a few security guards. Slotted a few security guards to watch yourselves. Um, you know, yeah, they'd be like, yeah, you're perfect, on you go. Yeah, you're in. You could, but you could just, you could just spend a year playing Elite Dangerous and not be bothered. Yeah, we need you to go outside now. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm busy. Can I take my laptop? I've been interdicted. I can't. Yeah. My spacesuit leaked last week. I'm dead. Just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shall I push the button again? Look at that. It even turns off the images at the end of the music. Marvellous. That's some fantastic buttonising right there. Mm -hmm. As as programmed about 21 and a half hours ago. (laughs) Yeah, me and you (laughs) in in TeamSpeak. Not TeamSpeak, Discord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We missed a few. Anyway, do we have 
a word of the week. We do have a word of the week, and word of the week this week is mare swine. And what does that mean? Dolphin or porpoise. And can you use it in a sentence, please? I can. Bloody mare swine, shouted Chicks as his mantery sank below the waves without a trace. <laughs> and you know what? We actually have a picture. Oh, I no, 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 we don't. No, sorry, no, that's, that's off the next thing, isn't it? But yeah. but I have put the spelling and the meaning as yeah, the headline. Just give me two seconds. I'm just going to copy it across to the chat as well. Copy and let's find the chat. And there we go. There you go, chat. in chat tonight. Yeah. It's good. You might miss get, one. I think you might quite like this one. It gives them something to shout at people. Bloody mess wine. Bloody yeah. mess wine. <laughs> it's like, it's like ocean pigs. It's just, it's fucking weird. Right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, speaking anyway. of bloody weird. Where do anteaters hide in a flood? In the basement. Uh, Not the basement. Nobody said they were smart. Underwater. No, no. Overwater. They can hide underwater and stick their nose up a really long way. Are they buoyant? Oh, nobody's tested that one. Some of them might be garland. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Where do anteaters hide in a flood? On an arv arc. (sighs) With Jeff, usually. Well, that button works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we actually have a pic- and this is the actual picture that we have from Dusty Bot from Dusty Bot it's a bit oh of the look at button. that Doesn't it's an aardvark <laughs> yes an aardvark aardvark that's fantastic arc. there's one up there with an umbrella hat I, I like see it on the top yep yep I like the one with the shades in the front <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I don't know if that's shades or if that's goggles swimming goggles that's definitely look- shades yeah, okay. There's a... What is that? There's one standing up. I mean, you can see there's like three at the very front. And then to the right-hand side, there's one that's kind of rainbowy green, kind of iridescent thing. There's one there that's wearing a uh, an aardvark costume. It's an aardvark yeah, wearing it. goggles. Up on the top. Wearing an aardvark and, costume. And an aardvark hat, yeah. <laughs> Where is that? It's... Uh... Uh, t- two to the right of the umbrella hat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought that's the one you said was wearing shades. No, the one no, right at the front in the center in the water. Oh yeah, he's wearing shades. Yeah, that one. Ah, I see the one you're talking about now. There's also a little baby aardvark in the water. There is yeah. a tiny baby aardvark in the water. Which is, cute. is that is that a human hanging out of that window? Because it's not a porthole. Uh, down at the front to the, you can see there's like a. I think it's an aardvark on a chain hanging off the anchor. I think it's but safe to like say this... that some of these aardvarks are mutated. Yeah. I, I'm more worried about the one that's hanging his arse out the window over to the <laughs> right of that. Oh, yeah. Because that's two back legs and a tail. And um, Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. No, let's let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Oh, I can see a human face in there. Is that Andrew Lloyd Webber? I did see yeah, that yeah. as well. His next great Broadway musical. Okay. After Cats, you get Aardvarks. Aardvarks. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so maybe we should mention that it's a green room next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a green room oh, next yeah. week. Yeah, it's a green room next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yep. 
Um, it's, not, it's not just a green room as well. It's the 29th, so it's a leap day. It's a it's leap, a leap green, green room. room. It's a leap yes. green room. And anybody that gets left in the green room at the end of the show might be stuck there for four years. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So if you're thinking of getting rid of somebody, <laughs> make, sure they're Send the them along. make sure they're in the green room next week. Yeah. Instead of NASA bothering with all those people to go into this thing for a year, why don't we just invite them into the green room and then lock yes. the door? Break a green room. That's four years, it's just like Mars. Because NASA are worried about their mental health. Oh, God. Put the phones away, that would help them. Yeah. Now, <laughs> being in the green room for four years wouldn't. Now, is it just me, or does the little holographic table that the Python is rotating on look slightly wonky? Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's, it's slightly, well, it's been taken at a very slight angle. I don't know I don't if that was an, uh, always been a thing, but I'm noticing it now. Yeah, I it's don't, always been a thing. I don't think the table's wonky. I think the person who's watching it is looking slightly to the right. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not perfectly perpendicularly positioned. Uh, yes. Oh, that'll do it. Or should that be that their position isn't perfectly perpendicular to their perspective? Have you noticed the... What you said. The too hot, too messy has fallen over. Yeah, it died a couple of days ago. I'm not sure why. Well, it does. It does work. It just needs prodding. At least they apologised. It, it is working. They did. I just, just reprodded yeah, it's, mine. It's, it's only the update that's uh, not working properly. It sometimes kicks in, but usually dies. Hmm. I'm glad we're so efficient. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Flossy, are you ready for your CG bit? Yes, I'm ready. Okie dokie. Picking a pokey. It's flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CGs, the appeal for anti-Titan weapon materials is still ongoing and due to finish on Monday, shortly before the update, hopefully. It passed Tier 2 earlier today with 5,123,900 units collected. The Prote Protect Deliveries to YZ City completed around 1am on Sunday morning with 70,377,877,760 credits earned. The top 75% of both CGs will receive a 4D hull reinforcement package. Top 50% will receive a 5D hull reinforcement package and a Ramtar high capacity heatsink launcher. And these rewards are cumulative. There are no new CGs this week, so that's it for this week's CG News. Blasi told you what to do. And now it's time for Galnet News Digest with Beetlejuice and Motherspin. Galnet News Update, 22nd of February 3310. 
With the anti-Titan nanite torpedoes about to be released on Monday, it's perhaps a good time to take stock of some of the stories that have been forgotten about since last year. What happened to Salvation? To the Thargoid Whisperer D2? How are those people rescued from the Titans and returned into their communities by the Alliance getting on? Salvation was believed killed when the Proteus wave went so disastrously wrong in August 3308. Yet Sojin A, the former Azimuth test subject, claims that Salvation's consciousness was copied into the Guardian-powered Nemesis device and that robo-Salvation continues to plot its ruthless destruction of the Thargoids from this crystalline prison. If, as is believed, all Guardian technology is linked in a transgalactic network and if the Guardian relics, as recently revealed, form part of this network then it is far from inconceivable that the nanite torpedoes that Aegis is preparing to launch at the Thargoid Titans next week might contain tiny copies of Salvation's consciousness. What might happen when those two irreconcilable foes come into violent and heated conflict at very close range? There are, of course, other people who've come into very close contact with the Titans. The Thargoids collected tens of thousands of people from the systems they conquered and put them in tiny life-support capsules under the skin of the Titans. Many have been rescued and appear once revived to be in perfect mental and physical health. The Federation and Empire are highly suspicious of these rescued prisoners and have kept them in quarantine, but the Alliance has been allowing its rescued citizens to return home. Many of them have been back at home for more than two months, and as yet there's no word of an outbreak of zombie-like behaviour. Perhaps there's nothing to worry about after all. The other, possibly less dystopian development on the horizon is the simultaneous glacial handover of power from Federal President Hudson to President-elect Winters and the equally slowly unfolding sickness of the Imperial Mother and the angling of Senator Zemina Torval to become Chancellor when Anders Blaine retires. It seems that these two developments, one at the top of the Federation and the other at the power centre of the Empire, might be in some way linked and that both stories might come to a head at the same time in the summer. Whether Alliance Prime Minister Mahan and his arch-rival, Councillor Nakato Kane, are also planning on joining in with the fun is as yet unclear. Will we get newer and more exciting prismatic shields? Will the Grom Bomb be made as effective as the really rather annoying Glaive Disruptor? Will President Winters offer anything better than the Pulse Disruptor? And will Chancellor Torval be able to offer anything better than a mining laser that can also be used for very mild combat. We can hardly contain our excitement. Thanks to Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon. And now we go to Amelia Hawk for the Galnet Rares Digest. You are about to listen to Amelia Hawk. She tries all the galaxy's most dangerous rare items, so you don't have to. 
opened the book on some exceedingly rare galactic items last week, and of course, spent a little time at the cloning of Steve, uh, or was it Adam, after his unfortunate incident last week, all of which was over my Friday afternoon, it was time to continue my Dark Wheel treasure hunt. This week, I've been to the planet Gerati. Not easy to find, as it's outside the bubble by quite a way. But I managed to hitch a ride on a passing fleet carrier, slip the carrier commander a few signed copies of the Galnet Rares Digest, uh, Guide to the Galaxy. The cover is adorned with the words, Panic. No, really, Panic. The galaxy is dangerous. And popped over to 19 Fee-2 Seti, also known as uh, Gerati. The rare that I'm hunting this week is the gold flake scale of the Geratean reptile, purported to have been on sale in the galaxy many generations ago, but more recently it hasn't been seen anywhere except rare manuscripts. Geratean is a lush but volatile world, with harsh jungles, vast deserts, huge expanses of ice, and Looking at geological records going back around 500 years from an orbiting satellite, experiences more global climate change in short periods than almost anywhere I've seen in the galaxy. Unlike Earth, where climate change over the various ages and epochs have been a slow process, um, except during the early 21st century when humanity turned the knob up to too far hot, far too hot, and either cooked everyone, or, or flooded everyone, or, or, or both, this planet appears to experience swift changes in climate globally on a regular basis. This has led to some rather spectacular evolutionary changes in the wildlife. They've adapted as protection against the changing climate to, instead of evolving, specialising, dying, and then passing the torch to another species to be the top creature on the planet, to um, harness the abundance of natural minerals on the planet as protection and having evolved as far as they can. Stop evolving. They've, they've quite literally taken to using the mineral content of the planet as protection. There are creatures with bioluminescent carbon fibre nanotube fur, others with hard crystalline claws, diamond hard carapaces, and even the incredibly rare gold flake Geratean reptile. Scientists believe that the absorption of and the use of gold on their outer shell enables them to be very efficient at thermoregulation. The reptiles themselves are actually, other than gold colouring, nothing special to look at. They're perfectly ordinary, rather inert lizards. The only problem is that they only eat their special diet when the conditions require it only acquiring their gold hue when it's necessary based on the temperature of the planet, which has geological epochs as often as we have our seasons. To get my hands on some of these gold flake scales, which are intricately grown into wild patterns, more beautiful than even most gifted craftsperson can make, luckily, I don't have to wait for the conditions to be just right and go about trying to separate lizards from their skins. It's an entirely different creature that I need to hunt. The Geratean glint mite. Attracted to anything shiny, the glint mite hoards discarded scales in its burrow. And glint mite burrows are an absolute gold mine of uh, gold. 
Glint mites don't have much in the way of natural protection of their own. But rumour has it that the best way to find a glint mite is to look for mammoth sapwood trees, the roots of which are the favoured burrow locations for glint mites. Steve 2 and I, uh, don't worry, Steve 2 knows nothing about last week and he seems to have a similar outlook to Steve, one when it comes to lending a hand with exploration. Anyway, Steve 2 and I have set out from the Gullnet uh, Rares Mamba and uh, Oh, right, yes. I sold the rare from last week for a lot of credits and I'm now flying a mamba. It's just so comfy. <laughs> anyway, Steve 2 and I have managed to find a clearing near what we think is one of the mammal sapwood trees. Flying over the tree canopy, you can recognise them from the roots that spread out around the tree like a network of serpents. The air is really musky. The smell of ancient wood as we step towards the tree. We're looking for the kind of route that might have a burrow under it, the telltale signs of passing mites, drag marks in the dust, um, a bit of an opening under a root. Um, oh, oh, that's one there. Uh, Steve too, could you stick your hand in the hole for me, please? No, no it, it's okay. I don't think the mites bite. Uh, okay, if you insist, get the axe. We'll chop the root and lift it up carefully. Right, while he does that, these roots, I, I've prodded a few, they, they sort of wibble and wobble like they're full of um, jelly. Uh, they're not hard like normal trees, but flexible. If you grab the end of one, you'll be able to tie it in knots. And in fact, if I smack this one with my hand, uh, you, you can see the ripples moving all the way up the root and, and then further up the trunk. Oh yeah. What on earth was that splot noise, Steve? D did you hear that? Steve? Oh, oh no. The tree did not like me smacking it like that. Um, uh, Steve's had a huge glob of what looks like some kind of amber sap dropping in from above. I mean, hang on, I'll, I'll try and pull him out. O okay, that's, that's fascinating. It, it's hardened on the outside already. Absolutely rock hard, but it, it looks like it's still fluid on the inside. Look. Don't look at me like that, Steve. I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine. You, your remlock is deployed. You've got at least 10 minutes of oxygen there. Plenty of time for me to find some of these flakes, pick you up, get back to the ship and, and chop off that amber. Don't raise your eyebrows at me like that. I mean, trust me. Okay, just where Steve was about to cut, I'm digging very carefully with my vibro spade. I'm being very careful not to touch the roots and oh wow I mean just below the surface it's crawling with glint mites hundreds of them and let me just move them aside to see what they're protecting we struck gold oh would you look at it there, there must be like 20 or 30 gold scales the size of my thumbnail here I don't oh oh the mites do not like me taking their gold they're they're swarming they these things don't bite, do they? I mean, get them, get them off. Uh, okay, it's okay. They couldn't get through my suit. Anyway, okay, I've made it back to the ship with a few handfuls of these gold flake scales and having polished a few of them on my sleeve, I can see why they command such prices. Oh, the whirls and ridges on the gold flake scales are absolutely stunning. Uh, as for Steve too, well, that, that amber hardened a little faster than I thought it would. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. 
I've stolen some gold lizard skills from the burrow of a bunch of very angry glint mites and ended up with a statue of Steve too in amber. So you don't have to. Rest in peace. Yeah, well, one big piece of amber. <laughs> yeah, one big piece. Just, just think, a few million years from now, some idiot will try and resurrect the entire race by um, poking holes in him. Well, I think it's another trip to the cloning centre. Yeah, I think, I think we might need Steve 3 for next week. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Should, I mean, is it ethical to number them? Yes, yeah, it's fine. As long as you don't do it to the face, I think it's fine, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it would be more unethical not to number them, surely. That would show a wanton disregard for how many of them you'd gone through. That's that's very true. That's very true. I think I'm going to heed your advice. Yeah. Steve 3. Steve 3. Just just don't tell him. So I think that's that's all the script we've got. Yeah, we've run out. We've run out of script. Yeah, and it's still yeah. an hour and 40 minutes until we land on the moon. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's sometimes not a bad thing, you know. So is it? Has anyone got any last words before we close up for the week? What are we going to get put up against a wall and shot or something? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll just reiterate, Steve. Three. <laughs> Four. Oh, and fire. No, so um, <clears throat> I get. I guess this is just the. The last... Uh, Flossie, are you ready for the klaxon? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. <coughs> for the mug! For the mug! For the mug. For the mug. mug. Journey too long, a cargo too small Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere Loading all the teen out to the brim With the rest for the more for the more, for the more, yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more, yeah, everybody's seen the trucker song. Flossie always seems to crash into the sun Skibble the pilot on the Xbox One Having out the free, you know, leads us well Truck across the galaxy, now everybody else For the more, 
Furthermore, 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 yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Furthermore, 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 everybody's seen the hurting trucker's song. Furthermore, 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 you know just where we're coming from. Furthermore, 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 everybody sing the Chokers song. Profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud, like you don't even care for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we coming from for the more for the more everybody sing the chokers song for the more for the more yeah you know just where we're coming from for the more for the more everybody sing the chokers song Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.